Hallelujah. 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 If you have your Bibles, if you can go to Philippians 2, I want you to stay in the spirit as you are. Philippians 2, 5 through 9. And I'm not going to be before you long because I want us to continue to pray. If you could turn my mic up just a little bit, I'm not going to scream this morning. But I, I want you, thank you, to... I'm sorry, down just a little bit. This morning, I'm going to speak from the subject, the inheritance of the humble. The inheritance of the humble. I'm going to teach you how to tap into the Christ inheritance. How many of you know we're designed to win? I said, how many of you know that we're designed to win? I declare that you're not going to get comfortable with deficits in your life. I said, you're not going to die in a deficit. I said, you're not going to die in a less than. You're going to learn to live more than a conqueror. Not just a conqueror, but more than. Somebody say, I'm more than. In Jesus' name. The inheritance of the humble. Philippians 2, 5 through 9. And it reads, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming to the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of, as a man, he humbled himself. He did what? He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Father, we thank you for your presence this morning thank you for your redeeming power this morning we thank you God that we stand on your mighty word that we shall overcome now right now in the name of Jesus speak on as you will Jesus and have your way in Jesus name amen and amen you may be seated for a moment Let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. Where's the mind? In Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself to no reputation. I want to share with you this morning how to always have the ability for God to move on your behalf. It's interesting because we have to learn that as we go forward in this life, there are many things that try to get the upper hand to gain reputable adherence and advancement in our life. That's why the Bible says that we cast down every imagination and every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the what? against the knowledge of God. And so everything that tries to exalt itself is trying to bring its own reputation. And, and, and for us to understand that God is trying to do things for his name's sake, for his reputation. How many of you know, as a child of God, God is trying to be reputable through you? Which means when God has given you himself, he's saying, my glory becomes your glory and we have a glory. And so through the glory, people will know that God has been made manifest. He's been resurrected. He's living. He's powerful. And he's active. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that, 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 that God is wanting us to uh, adhere to the inheritance that he has for us. 
The issue becomes because we're living in the world and it's, it's very difficult. We got split um, um, understandings about God. We got split reputations. We got split uh, uh, lives. Uh, you know, the Bible says, do not split your seed, which means many of us don't even understand uh, how we split in our money. We're split in our mentality. We're split. We feel like we got to do this thing, the world thing, and then we come into church, we got to do it that way. But God is trying to deal with the split. He's saying you don't have to be split. You are made incorruptible. You, you, you have an incorruptible seed. You're made in my image. You're made in my likeness. You don't have to split yourself. Be who you are supposed to be. That's why I want you to be. I want you to learn to be. I want you to learn to be before you even do. Because you're going to do what you learn to be. Write this down. This is not only in church. I use this in every aspect of the world uh, or every sector in education. You can never do what you're not being. Which means you're only going to do what you're becoming. So becoming is the greatest element of your development. God called you. Your calling is to be. Everybody wants to go to a calling, but actually you becoming a calling. You are what you're becoming, which means the greatest, highest level of your calling is what you become. So you'll never do what you never became. I'm going to say that one more time. You will never do what you never became. And if you attempt to do what you never became, it brings frustration to you. That's where the, the promise starts to be feeling like a curse. Why? Because I'm in a grace. I'm in a space that's too big for me. But how many of you know God is calling you to grow out some spaces? I, I'm going to help you. How many of you know God is calling you to grow out some places? Grow out some spaces. I'm calling you to grow out. Grow out of where you've been. Grow out of where you Come on, you're becoming more. Then a conqueror. It's what you're becoming that makes you to do. Don't ever look to go do before you become. You do become, and then you have an inheritance because you've now gained influence. But it started with your being. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand that that's not my topic this morning. I want you to understand there are many blueprints and that the adversary would wish that we learn to adhere to so we can challenge God's directives. The adversary is after the will of man. There's a battle for the what? The will of man. If, 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 see, this fight is for the will of man. That's why Jesus said, uh, uh, God, take the cup from me. But he realized in a moment that said, you know what? But not my will but thine will be done. So th there's a battle of the wheels. Somebody say the battle of the wheels. And I want you to understand, it's not just what you do, it's a battle of the wheel. Whoever has the wheel will take the skill. All right, there we go. I said whoever would have the wheel will take the skill. That's why you should never give the world all of you. You, you. Come on, you have a job, but that's not your main job. You work that job to pay a bill, but you're going to work God to pay your eternal value. Come on, somebody. You, you, you see, whoever has the will going to take the major of the skill. God's, God's challenge is to hold and uphold the church to stay in his will. And one of Satan's greatest tools is to challenge God's directives. Okay, He wants to counteract what God is trying to do in your life. He can counteract what God is doing in your life. And, and the way he does that is to keep you senseless, sens sensitive to the flesh. He keeps you in the sensations of your, 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 the nature of carnality. That's why common, he said there's many things that are common to man, but God has made a way out of commonality. How many of you know you're not called to be common? In fact, Paul and Peter will say all the time, you, why are you acting like mere men? Do you not know? Come on, why are you acting like a mere man? Which means we're not called just to act like mere men. So God has designed us not to live in a common carnality. 
masquerading as Christianity. A common carnality masquerading. And if you masquerade as Christianity, that's fine if you do that, but the devil still has a strong arm in your life. But I declare that strong arm is about to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. I said it's going to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. You have to realize that God has designed a way that you can always win. I said God has designed a way that you can always win. Somebody say win. But you have to understand what makes us win. Verse 7 said, but he made himself to no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men. Okay, so he came into the likeness of what? Of men. Let's keep reading. And being found in the appearance of as a man, he humbled. Somebody say humility. He humbled himself. Watch this. He didn't just humble himself. But there was a point of humility. Uh-oh. See, we call humility, humility. But you got to understand, there are levels of humility. You can say you're humble, but we got to check the point of humility. I have faith, but what, at, to what point do you come out? Uh-oh, don't, don't, don't throw nothing at me. See, see you can be humble, but, but to what point? The Bible says that Jesus was humble even to the point of death. That's why he said, you have not yet resisted to the point of bloodshed. This is not in the scripture. You have not yet resisted to the point of bloodshed, striving against sin. What I'm reading is that the devil is going to keep tempting and testing until you learn to submit all of you. Sometimes God allows things to get, because he knows how much buying you got in him. See, some of us got enough buy-in long as nobody mess with you. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. All of that until no, long as nobody mess with you. I did that good, didn't I? Yeah, you like that. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand that God knows how much of that you got, but how much you real got about him. How much you, how, how long you last at home? How long you last at your job? See, you're good at church, but what do you do with that power when you're out of church? So he humbled himself to a point. What's killing the church is the lack of humility. You need to write that down. What's killing the body is the lack of humility. How do I know that? Because for a person to keep up with the form of godliness, you have to deny humility. Oh, Jesus. And because we have so many formations of Christianity, but there's no real power proceeding, it already persists that there that it is persisting that we have no the level of humility is not at its core. And so the problem is we are not broken enough to reach the realm of power enough to deal with the devils that's trying to deal with us. Can you stay with me this morning? I'm trying to help you learn to deal with your devils, but you got to understand what the devil is after. I just told you in mastery class. See, see, we know, and we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word. We know those two, the blood of Jesus. We like to, you know, we put the blood over everything, over my house, over this, over that. We say the word over devil, 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 get out of my mind and all of that stuff. But there are some devils that don't leave until you learn to die. As you grow, you deal with principalities. I've dealt with principalities and powers. I, 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 I was at a point of losing my mind. See, at that point, you have nothing but die. See, there are points that God tests you on certain levels. He said, you ain't on, you're not getting up until you, watch this, until you do what's supposed to be dying. Is that too much this morning? 
So you have to understand that he said uh, he he humbled himself to the point of what? Which means the greater format of your humility is that you'll die with Christ so you can be risen. Can you say amen? Which means, watch this, you got to lose your reputation. Ah. See, that's our problem. You're known for too much. Mm. You, you don't got your position now. You don't got your degree now. I know we're going to get quiet. You, you, you're too big now. See, you have to understand what, what, what makes the radiance. What, where's the power? See, the, the problem with the church is the devil don't mind you becoming a social house. Can I help you here? You've got to understand something about the church. The church, I always say the church is not another YMCA. It, it, it's not just an organism. It's a type of organism. It's a called out ones to walk in the Christhood, which is the resurrected power. So you have to understand when the church loses power, the devil knows he has a strong arm on it. So the greatest deficit to a Christian, watch this, is not your form of godliness. It's your power through godliness. Y'all hear me? It's not your form. That's why I don't waste time. I tell Christians all the time. You can swing, bing, do all that there, wear what you want to wear. Do it all you want. Do that. Have fun. But you're playing games. When you're dealing with real principalities, you ain't got time for that. When you're saving real families, you ain't got time to play church. When people are really in the cross of needing help, and do, you ain't got time to play religious games. Leave that for the, for the, for the, let the children play. But when you're dealing with real things that take the power, because the devil knows, if you don't know your power, I keep the keys. But I declare y'all going to learn to take your place this morning. I said you're going to learn to take your place. Take your house back. Take your relationships back. Take your children back. Take your marriage. Come on, you got to learn to take it back. So he humbled himself. I'm at a battle with the time, so I got to move. He humbled himself to the point of what? Of death. Now, I want you to go real quick. Watch this. Matthew 5, 5 through 7. Watch this. Matthew 5. Let's read this. Bless are the meek. Bless are the what? Bless are the meek, for they shall inherit. They shall do what? They shall inherit the earth. Let's continue. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And now I'm going to stop right there. I want you to understand a, a, a meekness is humility in, in, in the right lane. Meekness is humility standing in the right lane. Okay, what meekness is, is power under control. Okay, meekness is gentle, it's, it's revert, it's, it's, it's humble, it's a humble spirit. Okay, it, it's selfless devotion to God and submission to his purposes. So meekness is not weakness. Godly humility, to understand humility, you got to understand meekness. Because many people say they're humble, but you're actually weak. Okay. Humility has to be in the confines of meekness. Okay. Just because you do nice things doesn't mean that that's the qualification of divine humbleness. I thought humble telling God I'm not ready. Uh-oh, see, you only saw pride in one area. Okay. It's interesting because we only think of pride in one area. We think, we think pride is, hey, you know, I, I can do all things. Okay, that's one level of pride. But what if pride is you being self-absorbed in undermining what God told you to do? 
Moses, go to Pharaoh. I can't read. Who told you to judge you by yourself? Jeremiah. God, I'm too young. Don't you say you're young again. And if you show you're young in front of them, I'm going to take it away from you. See, sometimes pride is not only boldness in the way you think. Pride can also be your, your perception. And that's, that still becomes an idol because my weakness is an idol to me. Are y'all all right with this? You know why God says that's an idol? Because if I gave you strength, why are you standing you? That's why he doesn't like you to stay in the cuffs of your, uh, watch this, of the, 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 the sting of your death when you sin. That's why mercy messes you up. I say that all the time. You know why mercy messes you up? Because it becomes, there's a point where you keep looking at yourself as a failure. It becomes pride being a failure. Some people like attention from seeming like a failure. You, you've adopted a mentality because you get response from your adolescence. People are only responding to you when you fail. So you made that a consistency in your life because every time I fail, I get attention. You got to watch. This stuff is strong in us. I say in us. I say in us because, see, I thought there was a time I thought, see, God met me when I cried. And I thought if I keep crying, that's always how he meet me. But he taught me one day because I was crying and nothing happened. And he said, just because you're crying don't mean that I, uh, they don't accept you. Give you a step up in power. Thank you for your tears. And then I don't deny your tears, but I'm a God who hides myself. Because even if you're crying, that don't mean you change your mind. Sometimes you're crying because you got caught. Sometimes you're crying because you want to do something that you want to do. Sometimes you're crying because you're lacking. What I'm looking for is the cry after my heart, the cry that want to know me, the cry that sees myself like you see me. That's the cry that I'm looking for. So I come to tell you sometimes we got to identify. We got to identify our deficits. What are we looking for? Can you say amen? So meekness, somebody say meekness. Oh, I, I can spend two weeks on meekness. People die early because they don't, they're not meek. People bodies give up because they're not meek. I see, I'm not going to get into that this morning. It, it, see, many people who are meek, they actually live longer. Humility does something even to your flesh. Oh, Jesus. I say humility actually does something even to your flesh. He humbled himself even to the point of death. Can you say amen? So meekness is essentially an attitude, a quality of the heart. It's a what? A quality of the heart, okay? Whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and the desire of someone else, which means the quality of your heart is for the God. You might go through, you might be pushed through, you might, come on, you're going to cry through. But guess what? Your heart is to do the will of the Father. So you will humble yourself in accordance to the ways of God because of the will of God. That's meekness. But many of us don't know the type of obedience we have. Do you have religious obedience? I don't have those notes with me today. Why are you obedient? Do you have traditional obedience? Do you have conditional obedience? Which obedience are you? Or do you have the will of God obedience? So God is trying to help us to understand, hey, I, I don't need your, 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 I need you to understand the divine obedience is from the real repentance that see how I see You can't, repentance can't come to this full course unless you see how God sees you. Can you say amen? Let's get down this way. 
Somebody said he made himself to no reputation. So for us to learn to be humble and have meekness, you got to learn the art of humility. You got to learn the principle of humility. Humility. Can you say amen? Go to Romans 12, 1 through 3. I want to show you this. And I got to move fast because I got a lot more notes to get you in 28 minutes. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. By the what? By the mercies of God that you present your what? Somebody say body. Your body as a what? Living sacrifice. Okay, how? Holy and acceptable to who? To God, which is what? Which is your reasonable what? Service. Next. And do not be conformed. Don't be what? To the what? But be ye by the what? So how are we transformed? Okay, so that what? Okay, so if you're going to understand humility, you need to know why you need to humble yourself. Because there's the law of the mind. Huh. There's the law of the mind. See, everything I'm talking to you about right now is still power levels. <laughs> See, because if your Christianity don't reach a certain power level, you're not hitting the right principle. I can pray for five hours. That doesn't mean that I'm going to build up the right thing if I'm not reaching from the right place. We've learned to worship the vehicle, but we don't understand the laws that's associated with his power. But I declare that you're going to learn to walk in power. Can you say amen? You are son and daughter of Christ. If Christ be in you, there's enough of him in you to do what you got to do. Can you say amen? But we got to learn how to interact with him. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand, he said, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies. Now, I want you to understand, because this falls also in the humility principles. Okay? Present your what? As a living, holy. Now, why your body? Okay? Because he could have said present your spirit, but your spirit don't need to be saved. It's already saved. Okay, let me explain this. When you are saved, your spirit is saved. Your soul is not. Your spirit is regenerated. You still have a soul, which is your mind, your heart. And you still have a body. Okay? This is why church folk get confused. Because you get mad at people at the altar. Because you made them think that they go home and everything is gone. And now they got a fake in front of your face because they didn't understand it. Stop it. Be an example. They got to be disciples. They're a baby. You don't give a baby a, ba a, a, a human body. When you have a baby, can a baby handle a, 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 a man's body? We act like you get saved. You're supposed to know everything. That's why, when I, I, listen, when I come, I'm tired of, I, the I knows in people come from us. They come from church folk. They ain't come from the devil, they come from us. Because you make people think they're supposed to know. It's a stumbling block to them. You're supposed to know. Everything. We self-guilt ourselves. Because I'm supposed to know. How are you supposed to know? I wish somebody would ask me, did you go to parenting classes before you had this baby? No, I said, it pops out, you walk right out of the hospital. I had a person tell me they didn't know they were supposed to feed the baby. Oh, yeah, I was so shocked. In the church, so they don't ask you, where's your license for that? Some of y'all grown up should have wrote us a book. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> oh, y'all talking about, yeah, they so cute. and so, Y'all gonna have more? No, no, you should have wrote a book about the first one. 
Amen. It's always more. It ain't no more. We're trying to deal with this one. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me get back over here. You have to. <laughs> Where was that? Your body. Okay. Your body is still unsaved. Your body has its own mind. It's called the lust of the flesh. Stay with me. Okay? So you're saved in your spirit. You have your soul, your mind, your intellect, your heart. And then you have your body. Remember, that's in control too because it has lust attached to it. Okay? Okay? So you got the driver of the lust of the flesh that's training your soul. Stay with me. Your flesh trains your soul. I'm hungry. Okay, this is when I eat. So your intellect, your mind remembers when it's hungry based on your flesh teaching it. Okay? Um, the desires of the flesh. Okay? It trains the soul. Okay? From life based on what the flesh desires. All right? So you have a, a, a master that's mastering through your flesh, training the soul. When you get saved, watch this, your spirit is now regenerated, but you still have a soul and your flesh. Okay? Now watch this. What we haven't learned is that spirit has to be taught how to bring the soul under submission so it can respond out of the body. Y'all stand with me? All right. So we're telling babies who don't have enough strength because their memory and intellect is flesh. Why would you tell somebody who's been learning their whole life from the flesh that you should know? Jesus is asleep on that boat on that level. And it's not their fault. We're here to disciple. They want to, they want to change. They want to transform. But now we keep it more. We become another stumbling block to Christ in them. That's why I say, don't deny my children. In fact, unless you become a little child, you by no means will enter the kingdom of God. Be careful for denying the children to God. He said, bring them children to me. Can you say amen? So you have to understand. Now, we got the body. Watch this. He said, present your body because I want you to understand what trained the soul? The body. Because it's a flesh. It's flesh. Your soul didn't train itself. The flesh trained it. Okay? So he said, I need you to present the flesh. That's why many Christians, you keep thinking you can reach realms, but you don't never present your flesh right. Okay. Hallelujah. You used to fast, you don't fast no more. And you're thinking that you're just going to get it by some type of grace. No, the grace that you're talking about is the regeneration of the salvation that you got. That is not the living grace that you got to learn to present that body. Because without the presentation of that body, watch this. You won't tell it to be quiet and stop talking to your soul. You got to tell that body, no, you're not today. I know we used to doing this at this time. I know we used to eating at this time. I know we used to saying that this time. I know we used to thinking like that at this time. But today you're going to be quiet. He said, I crucify my flesh. Ailey, why? Because every day that soul is going to try to respond from that flesh. Now we understand why he said present your body. A living sacrifice. Pastor, why you do all that? You're just trying to be a Christian? No. If I don't do that, my mind won't be strong enough to let him in. I got to tell that plate no today. Why? Because I need a strong mind. And the only way I'm going to do that, if I tell this flesh to stop and my soul stay under submission to that spirit. Y'all stand with me? So present your body as a living. So why are you sacrificing it? Because you're telling it to bow. Watch this. So your soul don't have anything to feed on from that. 
and the spirit can start to overtake it. Some of our issues, can I help you out real quick? Some of them you made it, you gave the devil too much credit. Oh. <laughs> Some of you, you're giving the devil way too much. And he's excited that you're giving him that much credit because you're making it as if it's a big demon. It's not a big devil. Watch this. It's just a lack of submission of your flesh. If you submit that flesh, watch this, you'll see the champion in your spirit. Y'all got to hear me. If you submit that flesh, you'll start learning the power level that's within your grace level of your spirit. When I have challenges, I already know what the challenge is. My flesh is just too loud. Oh, all right. See, sometimes the challenge is your flesh is too loud. And when he speaks more than your spirit, man. See, remember the flesh, and the, they, they had war. He even said a carnal mind, watch this, which means it's governed by the flesh. Okay, the carnal mind that's governed by the body is enmity against God. What he's saying is, it's not you think thoughts because you got scripture. They're not even my thoughts. How do you know when it's more flesh than spirit? Watch this. The first thing you're going to get is justification. The first thing you're going to get is what? Now, this is interesting because when you... From a pure flesh mind of the spirit, you don't have much justification. You have a pure flow of no. You have a pure flow of knowing. But th th what the adversary brings is helps you to justify. That's why many of us, this is how you know you start justifying. The things that you try to justify, you think you start, you're strong enough to do stuff in the flesh. I told you don't eat that popcorn with Miss with, with Becky. You know, I'm a man of God. All right, you're going to turn into something else in just a second. We all did it. Hallelujah. Okay. You was drunk. You was a smoker. You know you like to switch, speak it up sometimes. And you thought you were strong enough to go with your friend. Because I'm a man of God. And then you walked out high. Look at you. Look, look. What happened? You didn't understand the dealings of your flesh. And if y'all all right with that, I'm sorry, this is too much. Okay, I'll take it out the camera. If, if you haven't trained that flesh, you're going to get in that room and talk about Jesus. But that smell hit your, it now hit that familiar thing in your mind. You start twitching, you know. God's grace is sufficient. I'll just, I'll just pray this off later. <laughs> I'll pray this off later. You see, you didn't understand the dealings of the flesh. That's why God said some temptations, you don't even fight, you run. Some of them you don't try to stand in. You, you stay where you got your power. And stop justifying losing. Don't justify your loss. Because every time you're doing that, let me tell you what you're doing. Can I tell you what you're really doing? Oh. Can I tell you what you're really doing when you keep doing that? You keep thinking you're disappointing God. The reality of it is, because God will forgive you. Watch this. You're actually disappointing yourself. Oh, Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. You got to understand consciousness. When you say something, you, you don't do the right thing. That's why some sins, he said, you sin against the body. It wasn't even against God. It was against your own body. So some sins, when you keep saying, I'm going to do it, it's like I'm going to lose weight, and you never go to the gym. You didn't disappoint God. Well, unless you just overly, guess who you keep disappointing? Yourself. So you feeling a way about yourself. And the devil loves when you talk about your. Self, because now you become your own judge, your own attorney, your own, and if you stay in you, he knows you're not letting me. So you have to understand, you need the power of God, because the flesh, the spirit is willing. Hey, ah, see, see, we, we've learned to give the flesh too much credit. 
That, that, that's why all this man of God, I'm, I'm not interested. You know why? Because I know when real power was really needed. Paul would say, listen, I came to you in weakness. I didn't come to you trying to stand like a man of God. No, all week I've been doing the work. I came to you in weakness. And much, I didn't look, I didn't look like the preacher that y'all, you know, that Hollywood thing that you like. I didn't, I came, I've been doing the work all week. And, and you want me to look like something for you. He said, so your faith should not be in the wisdom of man. But when he preached the word that it's going to be in the power of almighty God. Can you say amen? That's religion. That's rejecting the resurrection. And you have to understand God is trying to resurrect you. So you can deal. Watch this. With the lie of your flesh. Now let me say this balance. So, and I'm not going to say it again. That doesn't mean you're supposed to hate your flesh. God made you. He's you, you're uniquely, you're wonderfully made in his image. Okay, so when I say the flesh, I know preachers never make this clear. It's not for you to hate your flesh. God loves your flesh. In fact, that's why he likes you to be beautiful. That's why he likes you. Come on, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want you nobody in the car. You're a liar. That's why you keep looking for one. Stop, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. No, you get married for your flesh. Stop it. See, we got all this justification stuff we don't understand. People talk to you. I'm sorry. I'm going to get that doctrine out of you. You got to understand. No, he loves your flesh. That's why he wants. He said, when I bless you. I don't want nobody to take that away from you. Yeah. No, he wasn't even talking about the blessing. You don't need a blessing in heaven. You're blessed. Yeah. He talking about on earth. You know, he ain't supposed to be that blessed. Okay, who give the, the measure of blessing? Oh, you, 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 listen, the problem is, it's that type of doctrine that's keeping people stuck in poverty. I, I'm going to help you this year to get out of that. But you got to change doctrine. Can you say Amen. There's a lot of stuff that's not, not of the Bible. Be careful what you're taking in. You don't know it's corrupting you. Materialistic. African can say, many, many parts of Africans say you're materialistic. They don't have no shoes. You got some. So what is materialistic? Uh-oh. See, all right, let me not go down that way. Come on, we got to get to the end of this. I got 10 minutes. Jesus. You have to understand that God has to keep you renewed in your mind by the Spirit. What renews your mind? The Spirit keeps you renewed. Watch this. If you don't stay renewed, you return to the old. Ah. Okay, okay, listen, we make it hard. It's not that hard. It, it, it's, it's complex, but it's not hard. Okay? That's why I say re, re, stay renewed. Because in the renewed, watch this, you learn to live the new. When you came to Christ, he said, all things have passed away. Behold, now I'm doing a... So everything becoming new is a scary thing because your soul is used to your flesh. Okay, your soul is used to what? What your flesh in, 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 was indulged in. Okay, so God say, hey, now I'm here. I want to run the party. Okay, the only way I'm going to transform your soul is by keeping a, you keeping a renewed mind. If you don't stay in renew, you return. Watch this. That's why many of us, okay, all right, let me. Many people are actually are living a recycled issue. Amen. You think it's a new conversation with Billy? It's not. I hope nobody named Billy in here. Glory. You keep thinking it's a new argument. It's not. You keep thinking it's a new issue. It's not. If we trace back the issue, it was the last five years you've been doing the same thing. Because what you don't know, when you're in the, oh, watch this, when you return, watch this, you keep skipping away from the process of the soul that needs to be led by the spirit. Even Israel went in circles. It's a new person, same issue. Tell somebody, I got to get out of this. 
that's what we call a circumstance. Your circle stance is you standing in a circle. And you're calling things new, but they're actually not new. You're circular in cycles. And God is trying to get you out of the circle so you can learn to step out. It's only when you come into the transforming of mind, watch this, that you're actually stepping out to see what's new. Can you say amen? The danger of circling, watch this, watch this, watch this. The danger of circling is you start, watch this, to rename it. So it does compile the issue. Oh, my God. I don't have time to stay here. It begins to what? Compile the issue because now you're bringing justification over justification over justification over the same issue. But it's really the same root. Okay? You argue here because you've been arguing for the last time the same way. Well, I'm saying argue because your expectation. How many know you argue because your expectation? Why am I saying argue? He said you argue and fight because you do not have. Let me ask you why. Let me tell you why you're arguing. Because you do not have. You fight. Because you, do, because you do not have. You believe they have something for you. Okay? And you do not have because you do not ask. And when you ask, you ask amiss that you're spitting on your own. That's yours. Which means you only want to fix the situation so you can feel good. You're not trying to see it how God sees it. Because if you're trying to see it how God sees it, watch this. You're not only looking for justice and judgment on your own self. You're looking for them too. Can you say man? All right, hallelujah. That wasn't too sweet out there. I'm going to move around. Somebody say the law of submission. I'm going to give you the three laws of submission. Number one, there's the law of being submitted to God. You got to learn to submit to God. Then you'll be able to resist the devil. You are only as resistant as you are submitted. Write that down. You are only as what? Resistant as you are. You will never resist where you don't submit. That's why Jesus had to submit to the point of death. You are only as resistant as you are submitted. Watch this. That's why it's dangerous for church folk to keep thinking they're about to go do a ministry where they don't have no submission. Okay, I'm not talking about submission in your head. There are areas of consecration that needs to be met for you to reach the power level to deal with that devil. There's some preachers that's it. <laughs> he said, hey, I was asked to go with him on a trip. And I said, hey, you want to bring this? He said, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, some areas, you can't walk with everybody. People walk, brought them to mission trips, and, and because they didn't understand the atmosphere of power, they didn't understand levels. I mean, people got messed up. Don't ever just run after something in name of ministry. Because people go do that, and they come back with stuff they didn't come, go with. That's not to bring fear on anyone because you got the power, but you got to understand where the power come from. Can you say amen? Don't you let religious people bring you out where you ain't supposed to be. You better know what this thing is. Can you say, come on, y'all don't stop being offended. Know what this thing is about. You're dealing with principalities. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Well, we deal with principalities and powers in the unseen realm, but you're supposed to be a principality. So you need to know when you got the palatine power. Know your realm. It's not just Africans in America, too. There's certain churches you go to. You can't, you better fast for about two weeks. I wasn't supposed to say that on camera. We'll take that out. Jesus, help me, Lord. We're going to have to freeze it. 
So you got to be submitted to who? To God. Okay? God takes you through spiritual tests. He takes you through mental tests. He takes you through physical tests. Can you pass the prerequisites of power? Can you pass the prerequisite test to power? Many of you thinking because the Holy Spirit or you got a revelation, you automatically go to power. Lie. I read that the Holy Spirit brought Jesus into the wilderness before he came out in power. Uh oh. Which means he allowed him to wrestle with some stuff. Wrestling is the opportunity, watch this, for you to bleed into power. Oh, Jesus. About two of y'all just hurt me. The rest of y'all, I'm going to break it down. You have not yet resisted to the point of blood strength, striving against sin. So what you don't understand, the blood of Jesus, you, this, is, this is realm related. When he's talking about Jesus sweat out blood, you haven't had blood shed. The more that you submit to God, the blood is rendering on your behalf. I'm giving you realm language. That's why he said, you'll get, be able to resist based on your submission. Why? Blood is spilling out. At every level of submission, there's blood being rendered. So when, when, the, when you're going into heaven in the realm, watch this. You're seeing like the blood of Jesus. Huh. I don't have time to go down that road. Oh, Y'all checking me? So that's why I say you have to resist to the point of blood shed. Because the shedding of blood already reveals a resistance. He cannot do anything with you because of your submission to God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, the problem with the adversary is not what we've made it. The maturity in God is not keep focusing on the devil. It's focus on your God. The more you know God, the more you deal with the devil. I don't mean be ignorant. He said, be not ignorant of his devices. But you need to focus on what God has done so you know who's under your feet. Can you say amen? But you've got to deal with it based on the levels of power and principalities that it's defeating, defeating people on. Okay? I told you I'm not going to preach to you down. You're going to learn to come up. Can you say amen? Yeah. Tell somebody I'm learning to come up. You're going to learn how to read around. We're we we out of Bible stories. We're past that time in church. Get out of it. You can do that at home and you're going to Google that. You need to understand a realm. You don't need no more Bible stories. You don't need no more encouraging Bible stories without principles that help you to understand the realm. Can you say amen? Now, number two, you got to be submitted to the word. Matthew 4, 3 says, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be bred. But he answered and said, it is written. It is what? Man shall not live. So it's still written. Most of us are being defeated because we don't know what's written. Man shall not live by, but by every word. So the adversary used a word unsubmitted. Oh, God. <laughs> what you don't know is the adversary will use a word unsubmitted to the spirit that's why I said justification is the enemy of progress because he's using something unsubmitted to the spirit okay but God said watch this he watch this that's why it's important for you to learn to rightly Okay, now we know the importance now. Because there are levels and realms that if you don't know how to rightly divide it, the devil will bring something to you and have you fighting for it in justification. But because you're at this level where you never learned to rightly divide, watch this. You didn't know to even check your submission to see if you was right or wrong. So he'll keep you in pride and, and, and anger and arrogance. He'll keep you in all this stuff and you're thinking you're right. Because you didn't have the rightly, rightly divinity to understanding the balances of when the devil is speaking. That's why I keep telling you, church, it's not that he won't come to your mind. It's do you have the tools in the time that he comes. That's why churches get messed up. Leadership get messed up. Can I tell you why? 
because what I'm talking about right now. I teach you all who's my leaders and, and team, I teach you all the time. It's not that the devil's not going to come. He's going to tell you about me. We're we going we gonna to have a mutual. He, he, I, I hear stuff about you too. They say, Pastor, you ain't supposed to say that. No, I'm telling you. I feel like Moses sometimes too. I'm about to throw this rock, God. I'm about to throw this rock. I love y'all. Hallelujah. Come on, it's mutual. It ain't, it ain't, hallelujah. We here for a purpose as a body. I love y'all. Don't know. It's not personal. No, no pun intended. Hallelujah. Ah. But but this is why there's a masquerading and deficits and roots of bitterness in bodies of crisis. Because people don't realize when you start walking with a real man of God and you start walking in the realms, the adversary, see, you qualify for those type of And when they come to mind, if you don't have the tools to pull on to test what you're hearing, it's just a matter of time. And what he's going to do is he'll pump that pride in what you're hearing. You see how they're looking at you? You see, and you're like, what up? Everybody went home and ate some potato salad. Ain't nobody? I bet you they're thinking about you. Ain't they? They, they think about you. Ain't they? You saw how they looked at you. Uh, I just saw your pretty dress. He's an accuser. And your mind will be so left. The goal is to make you leave. Because mm. if you leave prematurely from the right thing, not the wrong thing. It's one thing to re leave prematurely from a premature training. But leaving prematurely without being tested. Because let, let me share something with you. Y'all all right with this? How do I know if I'm leaving something prematurely? Number one, do the people have the tools to test you in the right format? Or do they, watch this, or do they bring their personality? Are you afraid to talk to them because of their personality? Tell you, don't question God? Uh oh, all right, maybe I shouldn't touch on this just yet. See, that's unhealthy. Okay? Because some places God might tell you, you need to keep following me. You say, I am following. No, 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 no. I, you need to follow me. <laughs> You got to read that in your own way. Who is that? Paul, Peter has his disciples and Jesus came. And they follow Jesus. There are times you got to follow Jesus. I don't, I don't submit to nobody who, who don't have some questions, who don't have a con. No, 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 no. You got pride? Why would I submit to pride? Oh, no. I got to talk to you. Because I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Tell somebody I got a lot of questions in me. That don't mean call pastor right now. Hallelujah. Pastor, you're setting yourself up, pastor. I'm teaching. But you, you, you're in danger of your submitting to pride. Carry my notebook. That's fine. But I need to be asking you questions about your notebook. And don't, don't be ashamed to say you don't know. Why? We serve one to another. Nobody's beyond each other. Can you say amen? Somebody say, we're the body of Christ. We do submit. We do honor. But you better know the balance of that. I don't like to trick people. I don't trick you. You try to come with that control, so I'm not going to control you. You ain't going to like me. Why? Because I ain't got no lights to shine for you to stay. We'll get some good ones, but it ain't going to work. Can you say Amen. That's, be, that's the difference between covenant and convenience. And I declare that y'all are coming out of convenience. But you're about to walk into a covenant relationship with God. And he's going to stick you with a man and say, stay and listen and learn. And you get what you need until the time. Some of you stop wasting time. You're here for a reason. You're not here to be just a member. Y'all done just shifted. We done shifted into another service. You are not here just to be another member. You, you have too much in you to be sitting like that. You have too much in you to be sitting like, come on, no, no, no. You're not a peasant. You're here to be equipped. Get the tools that you're supposed to get. Get out of this religious format. Get that notebook and sit down and learn. 
all this revelation stuff. Understand it. Can you say amen? Stop making things so personal. And if you don't understand, watch this. All are yours. You are Christ. And Christ is God's. You know what that really means? I'm not just your pastor. I'm the body's pastor. A man that's healthy for the body, don't try to bring unhealthy control. Can you say amen? I don't tell nobody to go and listen to nobody. I just pray that I have the best doctrine for you from adolescence to maturity. Can you say amen? Now, if something is wicked or something is off, yeah, I'll watch out for that. But see, I'm training you to have the ability to test. That way you're not dependent on a man. Because even if your pastor get off, guess what? That don't mean you need to get off. I break that out of you today too. I don't care if I lose my mind on the side of the road. You're going to stand and know he's God. Can you say amen? Enough churches leaving because of what they pastor did. Well, what are your pastor teaching you? No, if this pastor leaves, you better be standing and know he's God. Pastor missed it. Yes, he did. I give you permission to say I missed it. Go ahead and get over that right now. See, you, you, you got to understand. See, all of this stuff, this is the stumbling blocks that's keeping you stuck. Because people feel like if we keep you stuck, you keep coming back. No. Your salvation is not dependent on a pastor. The body is your, you got pastors in the body. Now, God will commit you to a man for a season, for a time, for a training. Can you say amen? But don't miss your time. Don't miss your what? Get serious with what your time is. I'm going to with this. Y'all have made me switch my message all around. There's three P's of pride. Write this down. Three P's of pride, malnourishment. Jesus, I might have to finish this next week. Three P's. Number one, there's, this is within, it's within pride. Number one, payback. You got to deal with the payback spirit. You feel like you don't want to let God, God have it because you need payback. Okay? You don't want to give it to God because you need payback. You feel like if you give it to God, he's not going to pay the person back right. So that's, that's a wrong spirit within you. That means you haven't reached the love of God. Because if I give it, it's not fair. Watch this. To you, it's not just. But you're looking at it from the wrong lens because God is just. Just because, watch this, just because you give it to God doesn't mean that he's going to do it the way you think it's done. So you got to get that payback out of you. You don't know what they did to me. Okay, that thing got to come out of you. So number one, the, 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 there's a, a, the pride malnourishment. Number one, payback. Number two, proving yourself. Some of you, you, you you're not submissive enough because you feel like you got to prove yourself to the person who told you you were not, were not it. You're not doing enough. You're not this. You're not there. You, so you feel like you can't pray right now because you got to prove first. No, I'm a, I'm a, I got to show them. You can't even pray right. Because you feel like God is disappointed you somewhere because of what they said. Now you're looking at God as he's missed you. God, you didn't mean. You, you see how they're looking at me? Who told you that? You got to prove. Can you say amen? You're not, you don't have to prove yourself to no one when you're in the love of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Tell somebody I got to keep an internal value perspective. Keep an internal perspective. Life will make you try to prove yourself. It'll make you feel like everybody talking, everybody looking at you. It's a lie from hell. It'll make you feel like everybody judging you. It's a lie from hell. When you come into the cusp of the love of God, watch this. God will, God will bring your preview into him. Watch this. From that place, you feel like nothing, it does, nothing else matters. Come on, nothing else matters. Long as you're walking with me, long as you're talking with me, long as you are with me, nothing else matters. Get that payback out of you. Number three, prestige. 
the three P's, the prestige. You need something. You want to be something. And you're so caught up into trying to be this thing. And you don't realize the pride and your prestige of wanting to be this thing. It's going beyond what God is trying to help you through the process. Can you say amen? So what are the three P's? Number one? Payback. What's number two? Number three. So God will take you through the paradigm of, of getting these things out of you and making sure that you know the value is in him. Can you say amen? Last thing. Jesus said, stand to your feet if you can. Real quick. And I'm going to give you this. The inheritance of, hum of humility, the humble. Saints, I want you to understand. God is calling us to a new broken place so we can come into a new building place. I say God is calling us to a new broken place so we can come into a new building place. The kids don't bother me, so you all are fine. God is calling us to a new broken place. Can I actually help you with something? God can never feel what you don't yield. I want you to hear me. God can never feel what you don't yield. So what doesn't God despise? He said, I don't despise a broken heart, a broken, contrite heart, broken. I don't despise this thing. Wherever you are in your life, watch this, watch this. Can I tell you a secret? What the devil don't want you to know? He don't want you to know that if you yield, he got to go. <laughs> uh, I, I gave you a secret. Thank you. Is somebody getting it? I, I just gave you a mystery. You ready? He don't want you to know if you yield, he got to go. So his job for you, let me tell you his job for you, is to keep you in you the best way he can. He will bring people, places, things, if he can keep you in you. Remember, spirit, soul, body, he knows if I can keep them with that flashy highlight, hey! You never get time to yourself. You never get time to pray. You never get time to pray. Why? He's taking your time so you don't get your time. You better make the main thing the main thing in your time. See, I don't let nothing take my time without his time. That's why I got the redemptive of time. He knows if you submit, you're going to tap into a power that he can't resist.